What's up, guys and girls? This is episode number 11 of the Better With Brock podcast. I'm with my client, Ricardo. How do I say your name? Salazar? I want to get yeah, it right. Salazar, okay. yeah. Okay. So I'm with Ricardo, um, and I asked him to jump on the podcast because he's had like an amazing run, and well, I should say is having an amazing run with his body transformation. He's completely different i would say inside and out he's just yeah like achieved an amazing success with this and i i want to just give you i guess an insight or behind the scenes look or under the hood look of what he's been through to achieve that you know obviously we all start diets we start training programs and actually the data's you know not that exciting when you look at it like a lot of diets fail and I find that to be inspiring as opposed to depressing because I'm like, well, what can we do to make them more successful? And, you know, Ricardo's a success story. He's had amazing results. He's, but he's also had his own struggles of, you know, um, I guess misunderstanding or listening to people's advice that potentially isn't right and going down the wrong, you know, um, down the wrong road. Um, but now, you know, I guess I've coached him for a while. We did one-on-one and now he's in Built by Brock, which is a program. Um, where he has access to everything pretty much that he needs to have to achieve a successful transformation with workouts and nutrition. And he's more so taking his transformation in his own hands, still under my guidance, I guess you could say, but he has a real understanding of, of, of education behind nutrition, behind training, behind things he can do with his lifestyle to actually achieve success. And like I said, he's one of those people that has achieved it. So I kind of want to give you a, yeah, like a look of, Oh, this is what he went through. I'm going through that too but this is what he did to actually push through where some people would, you know, I guess potentially fail or give in and, and then kind of lose hope. So um, yeah, I guess Ricardo to start where to give people a picture um, like, just give us a brief intro on yourself, you know, like what you do, I guess where you're from and all this kind of stuff. And then I'd like you to slowly go into, I guess where you were before you started your transformation and I guess how you got to a place where you're like, okay, I want to make a change. Perfect. Well, first off, thanks, Brock, for having me. I think this is a a great opportunity for me to share to a wider audience because I've had a lot of friends that have seen what we've worked on, you know, starting since last year, last summer. And the the common question is that they they always think that there was some sort of like secret that you unlocked that I, I had no idea. And, and it's like, well, actually, you know, it's it's pretty straightforward, but it was a process and that was, and it was a process that required discipline. And so to start off, like my name is Ricardo Salazar. I live in Texas, I'm in Dallas. Uh, I, I'm a finance professional. I, I was, uh, I've been working in debt and investment management for a number of years now. I'm gonna be changing jobs starting June 1st. So I'm gonna be an investment banker, but still in the same industry. Uh, but yeah, my my background is not in fitness. Obviously, my uh, I studied finance. I'm a finance guy through and through. I even did some teaching for a few years. But that's always kind of been my focus. I'm a numbers guy, and so like like everyone else that that isn't into a fitness professional, I only know what I was exposed to through TV, through just word of mouth, from you know hearing it from sometimes on radio shows, but I, I by no means was an expert. And, uh, you know, like in college, I uh, 
tried going to the gym and I, I would go to the gym uh, with a buddy and I dropped a lot of weight one, one year because, you know, I had put on a good amount of, of, of weight uh, my senior year in high school and I did it in the worst way possible. It was just a really aggressive and unhealthy calorie deficit because I had no idea about nutrition. So I just basically wasn't eating. And it's something that I, I, when you share your story, Brock, about and you show that picture when you're really, really skinny, it was something looked like similar to that is what I looked like. But I just was not going about it the right way. And then, mm. you know, for a good, you know, 10 years, it was, uh, I was mostly around the same, like kind of average middle you know, it was never like a big guy, it wasn't, but I was also a real skinny guy. But sometimes you would yo-yo and that was normal. But then after like December of 2017, I lost my dog, my, my husky, and I was just, I was really depressed. And so I was just kind of, I was drinking a lot. I was eating terribly all the time. And uh, I put on a fair amount of weight. Uh, mm. from for about a year and and then I just never like I was kind of in a funk to be honest for a while because I was kind of feeling like my job was I was kind of was in a rut really in my career mm. Mm. and um, and what I was spending a lot of my time on uh, was more than anything doing I guess anything social that would get me out of the house um, but a lot of that just revolves around eating and drinking. And so I was working, going into an office, which I was, it was becoming clear to me was exhausting, just the commuting, all that sort of stuff. And then I wasn't really happy when I was there. And so what would I do on my, you know, free time, just go out and eat and drink and just not, not have any sort of like structure or like healthy habits built in, right? Well, the pandemic happens and the first few months of the pandemic, so this was, you know, already two years ago, um, we didn't know, no one knew how long this was going to go, how long this was going to last, right? So in my mind, because I was so tired of, of commuting to work, and I actually was exhausted of always filling my, my calendar with commitments that weren't even really about me. It was someone's birthday, it was someone's brunch, it was someone's whatever, and I finally had the opportunity to be alone to be at home just relax with the dog because uh, I did adopt I rescued a, a big golden Pyrenees to sleep right now thankfully um shout and, out to Gorda. yeah what was over there he's taking his nap we just finished our, our long walk and uh and so I was super, I mean this is terrible I know because the pandemic was no joke but it, the only big plus for me was that I was finally given space to kind of think and just like clear my head I didn't have any social commitments because no one was doing anything and I didn't have to go into the office. I just, I was working completely from home. So the first few months of the pandemic, I was kind of like, man, I'm just going to do all these things I've been wanting to do. Like pick up on these hobbies that I've been wanting, like, you know, my cooking and baking and just, you know, my video games. And I was kind of in, uh, having my own little party and I would <laughs> and sometimes like it'd be 12 PM and I was like, Oh, time for a cocktail. Like who cares? Like no fools during the pandemic. <laughs> And, um, and then the summer rolls around and we all kind of realized, Hey, this is going to go on for a long time. Like this isn't going to be a two, three month thing. And we're, we're back to normal quote unquote. And so, yeah, then summer, I, I 
just took a lot of time to think about like, why do I feel this way? Like, why do I feel just stuck? Career was a big part of it. I just felt stuck in my career. But also like, I, I knew I wasn't happy with the way that I looked. I just wasn't. And I knew that, you know, that especially when I got to that point, because I put on even a little bit extra weight when I was during the pandemic, because of what I was doing, eating and just drinking at home. Mm. Uh, I was like, it doesn't have to be this way. It just doesn't. Like, I'm just doing it just because I can, but it doesn't mean, this isn't, I don't, I wasn't happy when I looked at myself in the mirror. So I just started uh, on my own at home. And it was July of 2020 when I started. And uh, all I had at home, and I kept them as kind of like almost reminders. They're in the corner of my bedroom. Like a trophy. Yeah. A yoga mat and a kettlebell. And only one kettlebell, not like a whole set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A single one that I have there. Single out but, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Single everything. I was the whole, you know, uh, I would load YouTube kettlebell uh, routines on the TV, stream them on there. Then I would do yoga. And I just knew that it's like, if I start doing something, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's better than what I'm doing now, which is nothing. Other something is better than dog. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, all I was doing that was, you know, considered active was walking the dog. But outside of that, I was just kind of chilling. So I started, yeah, I just started with the kettlebell, started with the yoga and then uh, just push-ups and that sort of stuff at home. And then I, I knew the one thing I did know about nutrition, I knew that alcohol has a bunch of calories. Uh, and I'll, especially when you start making like delicious sugary cocktails, like you're just like loading up. So I cut all that out. Um, and I just started making what I, at the time from, from, you know, the information that I knew healthier dishes. Right. And they were definitely compared to some of the stuff that I was eating before. And I started seeing, I mean, and it was within a month progress i was just i was dropping and uh i started just seeing small differences in my body and so i just and that you know it's like a snowball effect you 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 start to see a little bit of progress a little bit of results and it really does motivate you and show you like hey you know i, I can keep this going yeah so i did yeah actually sorry to, to jump in quickly that's the like so, like the triangle of motivation that i talk about quite often how like people think that motivation is the source of where your action comes from, but it's not, it, it's actually results first. So it's like action first and then, so, sorry, results second, action first, results second, and then motivation. So it's the action that needs to happen first, which is what you did with the kettlebell and with the yoga mat, you just took action. And that's mm -hmm. the, like, that's where it starts. But people often think it just starts by this, 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 you know, whiff of motivation that just comes past and then, all of a sudden you're motivated to do things, but often it's easier to be like, which can happen by the way, but it's, it's often easier to get motivated after results. And so you try with the kettlebell and the yoga mat, you get a, just a little bit of results. Like you said, you know, you started dropping, started eating a bit healthier and then you got those results and then, yeah, you get motivation and that's where it starts. So right. you start, so you start working out, you start getting a bit of, a bit of motivation and then, you continue to have like you continue to to do the same yeah i i, I started uh increasing just the activity in terms of i was doing more like longer yoga sessions longer kettlebell youtube streams um and then in the fall 
I was like, I'm going to risk the Rona because I wasn't vaccinated yet. I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. You know, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to put on my mask and just because they, you know, they reopened in October. So I joined the gym in October and I started going to the gym, uh, you know, four to five times a week. Um, not knowing, again, I, I didn't have the education at the time. So I was just going, again, I would, I, what I would do is I would get on Google and I would Google like great, uh, you know, upper body uh, plans or whatever it is and then they would show, and I would also watch the YouTube videos great leg day whatever and mm. so I was like okay, that's what I'm going to do I'm going to do what this dude's doing right here and I would just go in sometimes I would have YouTube running and I would be in the gym I was like alright next one you know so that's how I did it for, for a number of months um, and continue to drop weight so on my own without before I got involved and, and we worked together I got about 30 to 32 pounds of of uh, weight loss accomplished through just me kind of you know learning as great I went. that's was, such a yeah. great achievement to do on your own and that was everyone was just like man you look great you know and i i, I did i was i felt really happy you know and the thing that made me i think uh most proud is that no one forced me to do it no one was like hey dude you look terrible you need to hit the gym it, it wasn't sort of like a, a negative it was purely just because I wanted to do it for myself. Like you had a and, realization, like I need to get healthier on. Yeah. I need to start looking after right. myself. Exactly. And, and more than anything what the pandemic helped in that respect was that I had no excuse. Like I can no longer say, <laughs> man, uh, I, it's cause I have to you know, get up super early and then I have to fight traffic and then I'm stuck at the office and then I come back and I'm stuck in traffic again. By the time I get home, it's 7 PM or 6 30. I'm exhausted. I got to walk the dog. And by that time we're all done, I have to clean up and go to bed. You know, that, that is a valid excuse. I understand that because I, I was, I was exhausted by the normal, you know, grind of, of Monday through Friday. Uh, and then it's like, oh, well, a friend might get their feelings hurt if I don't go to their birthday brunch or blah, blah, blah. So there's always like an excuse to say like, this is why I can't make time for the gym. Uh, well, the pandemic ended all of that. It's like, you absolutely have the time. You're just at home all like day. Like that's, that's all we had was time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, and, and so that, 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 that helped a lot to kind of just couldn't make up an, an excuse anymore. So, uh, yes, I, I, I made all this progress, but... And it's something that I wrote about when I, I signed up for the one-on-one -on -one training. By the spring of 2021, I definitely noticed a plateau. I mean, I had made a bunch of progress, you know, mm. 30, 32 pounds or so. And I definitely did see some growth in my body, but I, I just plateaued. I wasn't really moving anymore in terms of like up or down with, with my weight. And I also didn't seem like I was growing exponentially or anything with my body. It just kind of seemed like I was in stasis. And then I decided in the summer of 2021, I'm going to try that DEXA fit body scan, body fat sort of thing. Yeah. Because I'm curious. I have, I don't know how to measure uh, what, what I look like or like what my composition really is. So I'm going to go to this DEXA fit place. And in my mind, the way I saw myself was like, man, I'm, I'm probably like 15% or something. I have to be like, I've lost all this weight. And yeah. I, I went to DexaFit and I got the scan done. And, you know, the guy sat me down he goes through all the metrics. And he is like, yeah, you, you, this looks really good. This looks really good. Gave me a number. It was like 18 and a half uh, body fat. 
I was so upset. I didn't <laughs> tell, but I was so upset. I was like, in my head, I'm like, what? it's like, what? Like, I, no one. I was like, but you know, I did all this work. and I, like, I I'm lean, man. I'm lean. Uh, yeah. And, and the, like, there's a chart that they have there at DexaFit, and it shows you whatever percentage you're falling on, this is like what you're considered. And I was considered like lean, quote unquote lean, but there was the ultra lean which is where I thought I was going to end up. And I don't know, I was just, it sounds really stupid, but for me, because of all the work I had put in, I'm like, no, I should have been there. And so I was like, screw it. Obviously, you're still not, you're, you've made progress, and I was happy with the progress, but I wasn't. 100%. Yeah, I wasn't 100% satisfied. I wanted more uh, because I'd already started, and I knew I could do more because I had already put myself through the ringer in a way to get to the point that I was at. But I knew that, my limitation was uh, knowledge. Like I was, I'm just not an expert in fitness. I, you know, I didn't have the education for it to, in order to get to that, you know, that extra, like, or the next level. And so when I signed up for personal training, I remember I put that in there. I didn't give, and, and people think that when we got together, I told you, Hey, Brock, I want a six pack. I want this. I, I didn't do that. All I said was like, I want to be leaner and proportionate. I definitely want to look, you know, like it all is, is even, but I was like, I just want to be able to look my best and whatever that looks like at the end, great. Mm -hmm. That's what I put on there. And I explained that, you know, I had plateaued and, and I didn't know what to do to like take me to the next level with like my, my weightlifting. So that was all part of it. And then we started, right? Mm. And and that, I will say the first uh, like two, three weeks were intense because it was a sudden like rush of information, of, of uh, understanding. Like I had, for example, tempo as a simple way to look at tempo with, your, with the exercises at the gym. I had never heard before. I never knew like the coding, mm. of it, you know, <laughs> the matrix that, yeah, I never, never knew that existed. Um, rest times. I was spending a good two, two hours and 15 minutes in the gym sometimes because I was not timing myself between mm. actually, I would like, you know, I would do a, a good lift and then I start like bullshitting on Instagram or something. You know what I mean? Like I, and five minute rest periods. Yeah, five minute rest periods or talk to someone, whatever it is. And you don't think it's a big deal. And, and now that, you know, I've been, it'll be a year this, this July, or I guess a year at the end of June that uh, we started working together. I will see people at the gym and they'll be just sitting at the machine that you need. And they're like on the phone and they're, they're just <laughs> chilling. I get so upset. I was like, he's like, you're, you're <laughs> bro, I need that up. leg extension, man. I need <laughs> like, like people sit there with like the leg extension and they're like on their phone whilst their legs are going up and down. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you're not even counting reps. You're just like, like it looks yeah. so cruisy. Yeah. And, and also like you, you explain, you know, hey, the, the, act, the rest times actually matter with how your body is responding. How, and so if you're taking the, that long of a rest between your exercises, you're not doing yourself any favors. Mm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, uh, obviously, you know, before we started working together. So, but yeah, there was a lot to, to learn kind of in, in, in a short amount of time. Tracking, 
like just tracking is is a skill that you have to build and initially it's it, it's a lot because we no one is raised to track like they don't teach that in school obviously you you know you don't no one does it like other than people that are that are committed and, and serious about their nutrition and their fitness and they understand why it all kind of works together but you have to learn how to do that and it can be overwhelming at times because there turn you know there's a million different variations of what you can eat and how you can combine it and to try to accurately track you know it, it takes practice but I will say like the easiest one to understand what I tell people if, when they ask me like what you've learned from Brock like what what's what's something that I can do also it's like the easiest thing you can do is move that's like probably the one that is most accessible of the three I would say is movement you so know out of the three what do you mean like the the other options nutrition, so. there's the nutrition the weightlifting and then movement yeah right that's that's the, the the three that i i look at and so i tell them the walking component of it movement is the absolute easiest one to understand and to start doing right now literally like if you just chill on the couch all day or, or on your rest days like on the weekends or after you get home from work take a 30 minute 45 minute walk and that's already going to get you to a better place than where you are right now i promise you like mm. if you just start with that one yeah as well and then it's like if you can build because you know something i learned uh just from talking to friends and stuff and some of them do track on their like apple watches or whatnot to them ten thousand is like mind-blowing they're like no i just can't get to ten thousand you know they're like I, most i can hit is six to seven thousand and then and to me i'm like i i mean i know my, mine's pretty intense just because of the dog and whatnot i was like dude i hit like 25k 22k every day um so you can definitely get to 10. I promise you, like a, a $10,000 or 10,000 uh, step a day goal is maybe like two good long walks a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And then mm. all the in-between walking that you do just for you know, normal Getting stuff, up, getting down. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely hit it. But that's the first one I told them. I was like, and then if you want to get into nutrition, like, okay, I, I was like, I will explain everything that I've learned. It's like, but that one is a heavier one. Yeah, that's much. Yeah. And like, just to jump in on that, like with movement, I'm the same, like, you know, with someone that's coming on board, I'm like, that's the easiest thing to do. Like that's the lowest hanging fruit. Like it's so simple. Like, like I actually posted about it this morning on my Instagram and I talked about doing what you can, when you can just at all times. But one of the biggest things you can do is like a simple non-negotiable you make to yourself. I'm going to take the stairs instead of taking the elevator. Or when I take the escalator, instead of just standing there and waiting to get my ride to the top, I could walk as well. <laughs> like, like, or I'm going to get off the bus a bit earlier and walk, I don't know, an extra 400 to a thousand meters or, you know, in the weekend, instead of, um, I like, I, I put this in my caption this morning, instead of sitting down and enjoying a coffee, we'll get a takeaway and we'll go for a walk. Like on the right. weekend, my wife and I woke up, we, and we just like went for a walk. We got a coffee. And we walked for like an hour. I got back and that was like 8,000 steps done. I was like, man, I'm like, like, like what else are you going to do on the weekend? Like, obviously I don't have kids at the moment. You know, you don't have kids, you have a dog. So you have more mm -hmm. motivation to walk, but there's like, it's like one of the easiest things to do. But I think people like, obviously people love extremes as well. So they're like, what can I do to 
um, you know, like I need to go keto or I need to be carnivore. So I'm, you know, doing something super extreme. People are attracted to that. But also walking is not, it's like, it's not sexy. It's not like it's crazy. Like, whoa, man, did you go for a walk this week? Man, whoa. You know, it's like, so what, man? Like my granddad goes for a walk, you know, like, but it's like, like in the research, it's super clear. Like your activity levels burns more calories than your training. Like it's like the biggest factor that, that you can change. And people hate hearing that because they're like, I'm not losing weight. I'm training seven times a week. And I'm like, well, maybe if you trained like even three or four, but went for an hour walk every day, you'd probably get better fat loss results in terms of it being easier to create a calorie deficit. Building muscle is different, but in terms of just moving and even being healthier or just burning more calories throughout the week, which is most people's goal because we consume so much with food and drink and you know whatever we do. It's just the easiest thing to do. And the research says as we get older, like people often blame, oh, I'm getting older, my metabolism slowing down and all that kind of stuff. Yes, our testosterone drops off, all that kind of stuff. But um, something that happens is we move less. And it's so easy to see when you look at a kid, like we were looking at a kid last night walking back from, from doing our groceries. He's just walking and hitting his head. And his sister was like, just like jumping with two legs, like, like you know, jumping down the road. And then you look at the adults they just like walking as slow as possible, like dragging themselves. Like <laughs> naturally, you know, obviously we get beat down by life and all that kind of stuff too. But, <laughs> but like, as we get older, we just tend to move less. Like if you're at a party and there's kids, like say a fifth birthday party, the kids are out there playing and all that. And the adults are just like standing around. So we're sitting down drinking, like naturally our life decisions just like we move less. So often it's not our metabolism if we were older and we still had that same initiative, like, Oh, I need to walk as much. Like, like people would probably get better results, but it's such a key thing to understand. And obviously you understand that now, like you're racking up heaps of steps and you're staying lean all year round. Like after getting your initial fat loss results that we achieved, which was amazing. Like, you know, now you're staying lean because your activity level is so high and you're having a decent amount of calories too. Right. Right. Yeah. And, 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 I tell that to my friends all the time that they, everyone that was, you know, that friends with me on Instagram and, it, and I have a, you know, a really small group of people on my, you know, just actual people that I know. So it's not like I have like all these thousands of people. So it's just my friends, they saw the, the calorie deficit process. Right. And some of them freaked out. Like they, they were just they They couldn't believe that as a, I was, I was getting that lean because I was already relatively lean, but not like lean, lean when we started. Yeah. You and were so, like, yeah. I remember seeing you. I was like, man, this guy's like, he, like, you know, you had like a flat stomach, you know, it, it wasn't right. like you were overweight or anything. It was like, if someone saw you on the beach or something, they'd be like, Oh yeah, this guy looks decent. Yeah. And uh, that's where we started. And then 22 pounds later is where we ended in terms when we finally stopped the, the, the weight loss. Um, and that was at like the end of September, because even though our cut was only from July to end of August, we, we were doing the gradual, uh, you know, reverse dieting, essentially going back, trying to find the new, the new maintenance. Right. Mm. And so I was still losing uh, a little bit of weight up until finally at the end of December, when we hit that 2,600 calorie uh, range that the, the weight loss stopped. And so at that point, that was like the end of, of all the weight loss. And that was 22 pounds on top of what I had already started, you know, 
back in July of 2020. So, so what's overall, the total number, yeah, that you've lost from, from that time to now? You're looking to, at about 50 to 52 pounds um, of total weight loss. That's from, amazing, man. That's amazing. Yeah, from July 2020 until uh, September of uh, 2021. And so, and from there on out, the whole goal was to build, right? Slowly build and stay at maintenance. Um, and so now people see, it's funny because the, like, again, those two months of the, of the deficit of the cut, some friends are freaking out. Just, I was really trimmed. Yeah, I was skinny. I was, I was skinny, mm-hmm. but that was the whole point. It was to get to, but I would say you were lean. Sorry to jump in. I would right. say you were lean. Like there's a difference between skinny and lean and I would call you lean. Like, you know, like, yep. or, or, or like shredded, if you want to use that word, like if you look yeah. at someone that's skinny, you know, that was the old us, like going, you know, doing extreme things where we had no idea. We weren't really training that hard. We just, you know, not heaps of muscle mass. We were just kind of skinny. Like you were definitely holding some decent muscle mass. You were training right. well, you know, you would lean. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I guess it's just the, the nomenclature that you hear from, I guess, your friends and family and stuff. They're just like, oh my gosh, look. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's just like, but I told them, it's like, there's a- You look up. sick. <laughs> yeah. There's a big picture here. It's like, what you're looking at right now is not even- the halfway point like this is almost in a way kind of just a starting point we're just this is purely for a specific goal that's a short period of time mm. the big picture is <clears throat> going to take a lot longer because you i, I and that's something that i you know i've learned uh through the program you're not going to build muscle and look like you know arnold schwarzenegger in a year and that's not even what i want for myself obviously but if you to, to build muscle and, and to really try to put it on without changing your composition kind of drastically is going to take a long time. And so that's what I would remind them. like, just trust me. It, 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 there's a big picture here. I don't want to stay in this deficit any longer than you like. <laughs> yeah. I'm not having a great time. Like it's hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? So trust. And now it's funny because my friends are making fun of me for how much I eat when we go out to eat. And I'm like, yeah, you're like, I told you all. Like, I would get to this point, and but part of the reason, again, with movement, I am so active now, and I purposely do it because I want to be able to comfortably enjoy food, enjoy you know mm. my time out with friends, and I don't want to have to be you know worrying too much because I and I plan everything. I'm a pretty structured guy too, so I your numbers guy, your finance yeah, guy. Yeah. I know it's like oh yeah someone's birthday is on Saturday I got this like I'll, I'll make a little I'll bank a little bit on Thursday Friday you know some extra movement there I'm set for Saturday and I have no issue I go out and I eat more than they do and they freak out I'm like yeah I mean but it's because I've understood how this all works it's all connected and I can plan without it being stressful without it you know being feeling like it's it's overbearing like it's in relatively easy now I, I would say like it, you always have to work at it, but it's nothing like before where if the less you know, the more you worry about a birthday party, the more you worry about a holiday because you freak out. You're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm making progress, but I'm going to screw it up if I have some of that like pie. And it's like, no, no, you're not going to screw it up if you eat some of the pie. You just you need to know how it all connects and you can work accordingly. Yeah, but that's that. where, and, yeah, but that's where people, I guess, without the knowledge that you have and people that don't prioritize understanding calories or, you know, how much you need to consume or what, 
phase you should be at a, in a deficit or maintenance. Like if you don't understand that, it's all guesswork. And that's why it's scary. Like, like fear is, is literally just the unknown. Like you don't know what's going on. So you're scared or you don't know what to do. So you become scared or you become anxious, however you want to word it, it becomes scary. So if you see a pie and you're like, Oh no, that's like, like, I don't know what to do now. So it's like, if I have it, you know, it's like, what do I do? So it's like that knowledge gap that you've filled with understanding calories, understanding flexible dieting, understanding the relationship between movement. That is like literally a savior. And that's why for me, I'm always first to encourage people to track their food. Even if they kind of combat my opinion, I try and kind of, you know, be like, Hey man, like just do this because it's not forever. It's literally just an understanding. Like, if you tracked just for a month, you would understand. And then that knowledge would help you, you know, like navigate through that social situation where there's a pie and you're like, what do I do? Cause then at least you go, okay, if I have a slice of pie, that might be, I don't know, 300 to 500 calories, depending what pie it is. At least you have a general guess. But if you have no idea, then you'll probably just be like, I don't eat pie. So I can't do that. Or, oh no, I'm just not going to have it. Where having it would lead to you having a better time. And you could also put it into context of your goals. Like that's, yeah. And that's where you're, I guess, you know, reaping the benefits, you know, where you're going out with your friends and all that, and you're like eating a truckload to them. And you're probably, you know, one of the leanest there or probably got the most muscle there or the most fitness person there. Um, I put that in quotation marks if you can't see it, but like, (laughs) (laughs) like, like, you know, like once you understand it, it all gets put into context. And one thing I'll add to that is like, you understood it from the get-go. Like the calorie deficit is not your whole life. It's just a certain period of time. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, when you're being a tired ass, when you're saving for a house, you're just saving for a house and being a tired ass for that little bit. But once you buy that house and you know, everything's kind of, you know, then you can be a bit more generous with your spending and stuff. But there's certain periods of your life where you need to be frugal. Like, you know, like with your calories, we, like we got pretty low. I, I can't remember how low, maybe it was 1800, yeah, 1600 kind of July. We did 2000 um, a day. And then in August we did 1800. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I remember we went pretty low for someone as active as you. And I can see where people could be worried where, you know, you're being very conscious with your calories and you're, you know, you're still walking a lot. You're looking leaner, much leaner than before. And people will be like, well, what are you doing? But it's just for a certain period of time. And you know, like now you're eating, you know, like what's that 800 calories more and you're maintaining weight. And that's mm-hmm. like a, a couple meals right there. Like a calorie deficit isn't forever. But once again, if you go back to that person that doesn't know anything, they might think if you're on 1800 calories to get this lean, you have to eat 800 calories for the rest of your life to stay that lean to like, to keep that body. And that's one thing that I know people think like, Oh, if I'm eating like this, I have to maintain this to stay like this, but that's completely false. Like you're, you know, if not leaner than you were before or same leanness, but you're eating like way more like this knowledge thing is like, it's, it's such a savior. Absolutely. And I think, uh, and when I, I share like my progress pretty often, uh, with my friends, like on Instagram, and it just it does blow their mind because now that they now that you know we've been out of the deficit for a while and um, we've just focused on 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 a slow build and maintenance, uh, they see that I even look I'm in better shape than I even was you know fall of last year even at the beginning of this year 
and I'm 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 a really lean guy. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm five ten. I'm not as tall as you are, but you know, I'm a twenty eight waist, and I maintain that. Like it's and That's you can super see, like, yeah, you can see how like shredded I am when when I'm posting my like fitness pictures and stuff. Um, and I'm and I'm actually growing, and and they go out with me. They see that I enjoy the same foods they do. They see how much I eat, and it just they can't. It still doesn't make sense, I think, to a lot of people. Like how my bro- when I was with my brother, I went to go visit my brother uh, a few months ago. My brother, my family, my mom, and we would go out to eat. I ordered all this food, and the, the, I have gotten this now more than once. With waiters are like, "That's a lot of food." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. no, I know." <laughs> it's like, it, and just just bring it. Trust me, like it's gonna get. <laughs> And then my brother's just sitting, he's like, how can you eat that much? It's like, because I'm a really active guy and I, I mm. actually need it. If I don't eat this much and if I don't do it, I'm doing myself a disservice because I'm trying to build, I'm going to the gym and I'm really active, like physically, I'm just moving all the time. I'm walking a lot. So I need to keep up with it. And if I don't, there's, there have been days and I, you know, I talked about it with you that I was if I wasn't feeling it or I just wasn't that hungry or whatever. And I would skip sure enough like you i weigh myself two days later i'm like ah you know lost some weight and i was like that's not the point of where i'm at i'm trying to build so mm. and and what i was mentioning to you before you know we, we started recording was there were there's a lot of there's a, a everyone comes from to this to, to a point of like trying to you know learn about fitness and and, and grow and and either like and when I say grow, I just mean like in terms of, you know, actually getting to know how this all works. Understanding. Understanding, right. We all come from it from a different angle in terms of we we bring our own knowledge or in some a lot of cases misinformation. Lack of knowledge. To lack of knowledge, right. To, uh, you know, trying to better ourselves. And for me, and you know, what I was telling you is that I didn't, um, I didn't know a lot in terms of, I wasn't reading fitness magazines or anything like that, but I heard from uh, a lot of movie stars that would be put through the grind to, to get super lean for a role, what they did. Right. And there's been all kinds of different, like, for example, uh, I was talking to you about Daniel Craig when he was in the Bond movie, when he was in Casino Royale, there was that scene where he comes out of the, the ocean and they like everyone at the time was like, look, he's super jacked and you know he's in the speedo and it's like a 10 15 second kind of just focus on like look james bond's hot now you know what i mean and they're like jacked and so they asked him like what did you do and i was telling you like one of the things that i remember him saying this is 12 years ago and so it stuck in my head was that he did not eat carbs after 9 p.m and so for someone like me that doesn't know anything about fitness 12 years ago you associate not just carbs with something negative, like, oh man, carbs are bad, but not only are they bad, especially bad if you eat them after 9 p.m. because apparently that's just gonna tank like your entire like body. So that, you know, goes into my head. When uh, Beyonce, when she was in that movie, uh, Dream Girls, she got real thin for that role. There was a thing circling for a while, her, the Beyonce diet. She did some like lemon water, cayenne, uh, pepper, maple syrup, drink thing in the morning and she's like yep that's what i did every morning and then she i think she talked about other stuff that she did and so people thought okay i need to have the lemon water cayenne pepper maple syrup which sounds disgusting which sounds absolutely (laughs) disgusting and look i can get them like her the a lot of the marvel guys 
uh, like Chris Pratt, he had his famous moment in the first Guardians of the Galaxy where they do like a, a sort of like 360 sort of thing of his abs. He's like super shredded. And they especially made a big deal out of Chris Pratt because he was kind of like a thicker guy, a bigger yeah. guy. When he was in uh, that other show, was it uh, Parks and Rec, right? And so he went from that to, you know, six pack dude in Guardians. They're like, how did you do it? And so he would talk about, oh man, well, I had to eat all my, I could I couldn't eat like normal food. I had to eat this kind of food. He was put through a calorie deficit. That's what they did. They put him through a, a pretty aggressive one mm. in a short period of time, so he could get in shape for his role. Same thing with Paul Rudd when he was in Ant Man. There's a scene where they show like his six pack, and they talk to Paul Rudd. He's like, "Yeah, you basically can't eat anything fun. It's like miserable." So you fr- they're framing it in a really negative way, and me not knowing anything. You, I, I, I hear that, you know what I mean? And I think the only way that I can look like that, I have to basically be miserable. And that's not true. That's not true. Now I know that. Now that I'm on the other side of that, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, look at me now. Like, I, I mean, maybe I don't look like them. I don't know. But I'm in really good shape. And I'm not miserable. So, yeah. like 100%. Like, like even just like like the rock like i've seen interviews and like youtubes of him sitting down with his like eight meals a day and like he's a different story because he's just a giant like <laughs> i don't know how tall he is and how much he weighs but he's a giant i'm sure he needs to eat a lot but he's got this like super sorry man let me just cancel that it's my dad he's trying to call me come on dad <laughs> <laughs> like he's like sitting there with like 10 meals and like so all of a sudden and you know like like they're not fitness guys so you have to give them a bit of like you know like a bit of leeway like they're just doing what they're being told like they don't have like they're not personal trainers but once again the idea is coming out that like you have to eat to a certain schedule you have to have chicken you have to have like lean bison you have to have like um what's it over in america there's a fish is it called tapia tap uh, I don't know. It's called something. Tilapia. It's like a, tilapia. Yeah, tilapia. Yeah, it's like a real lean, apparently quite bland white fish, you know, that's like right. really low in calories. Like you have to have that with greens. And like if you have carbs, like it's only like this much, you know, you have to have this tiny thing. It's like the steamed broccoli. Yeah. And even like uh, Wolverine, he's like got a ton of interviews talking about how he'd wake up at 4 a.m. and eat you know, have a protein shake and peanut butter and then go back to sleep. And, you know, like it's this big chore and these guys, sure, they look amazing, but it's like, if you're just taking that on, it almost seems impossible like to, to achieve. And then like, I think that's why people like give up. They like see these interviews because millions of people are seeing these and they see them in the movies. They're like, wow. And you're like, I can never look like that. But I, you know, that's why I'm so big on education. And obviously I don't have the reach that these superstars do. I'm trying my best to put all the content out. But if people just understood like that, it doesn't have to be this crazy. You need to wake up at 4 a.m. to get jacked and eat like, or you can't eat carbs after 9 p.m. I did the same thing. I would never eat carbs like after dark, like the sun goes down. It's like this magical, like, ooh, carbs have just turned into this fat storage machine. I'm going to blow up. Like I never did it. Never did for years. Like even when I was an early personal trainer, there's like misinformation out there. And and like, I would be telling my clients, like, don't do that. And even like knees over toes, don't put your knees over your toes. I'd be saying that to my clients because that's literally what we learned as personal trainers. Like 
there's like so much misinformation out there and I know it's hard to filter what's true and what's not, but that's why I focus on pushing so much information that I know is kind of backed by evidence and by research and by scientists and, and, and also by practice of me using it with clients that, you know, it's not impossible because it's like, it's literally like disempowering. Like it makes you feel like you can't do anything like the rocks probably and Wolverine and all that aren't talking about physical activity levels or creating a calorie deficit and stuff like that. And like, if we did know it, would make such a big impact and just people getting started. Cause like, that's all they need to do. Like I used to read fitness magazines. I was telling you before we jumped on and actually started recording this, that like I would read, um, and I've talked about this before. Um, like I used to work this retail job that I just did to get by and I'd sit there on the iPad while no one was in the store. I was probably meant to be doing stock take or whatever, but I wasn't. I was sitting there like researching um, like best workout or like um, I'd go on simplyshredded.com, which is like this website, which, <laughs> which is like where all these fitness models would have interviews and I'd like just written ones and I'd like read their diets and I'd read their workout plans and they'd go for like two hours long. So I'd be doing them like straight after I finished work, screenshot, bang you know there's me doing these like massive workouts eating so restricted and i would just look like the same if not like like not even as if i'm training like these guys and i'd it was just like i would just try and follow their thing what they were doing obviously they're not talking about the steroids that they're on but i'm just following their thing and i'm like getting so discouraged i'm like man like what else can i do i would just go like get nowhere and I think what, so my, my cousin's girlfriend texted me this weekend and she was telling me she's about to start like a sort of exercise nutrition uh, plan. Right. And she was like, what tips do you have? And instead of me saying specific things like, Oh, you know, uh, this is how I do my macros. And I kept it really kind of big picture. I was like, look, one of the most important things you can do for yourself is to educate yourself. And, and it's not, you're not going to learn, you know, overnight, but if you really dig in, and I think, you know, with, with the program, when we started uh, personal training, I could have been, I think, the type of client that simply just followed what you said to a T. Like, I just, you gave me the workouts, I would do them. You told me you gave your ma- the macros, I would, you know, follow through with that. But I think if you really want to be successful long term, you need to educate yourself and like dive in because you can, you can provide and you do provide all like the resources. You have all these videos, you have a ton of stuff out there, but you can't force any one of your clients to actually go through them. Like mm. that, that then is on you, right? You are doing yourself, I think a disservice if you don't really try to do a deep dive and, and start to like soak in all of, and it takes a while because it, there's a lot of information to, to kind of, uh, you know, learn, but it is incredibly liberating. And that's what, that's something that I was mentioning before uh, we started recording was that you're me, a layman not knowing about fitness comes in. I have all these ideas in my head. And, and a lot of them, like I said, have negative connotations on things like carbs and, or whatever. And so you're thinking, okay, you know, once we start this, he's probably going to like, I can't eat sugar, for example, or I'm not going to be mm. able to like dairies out because people, and that's something that you'll hear. Like some people are like, oh, I cut out dairy for two weeks if I want to lose weight and I drop a couple pounds. 
it's not the dairy that was probably making them, you know, whatever, hold on to the weight. It's maybe the amount of calories that you were eating that happened to be dairy related. Yeah, maybe like, it's the Ben and Jerry's involved with the dairy. <laughs> you know? Right, right. And, and people are like, oh, you know, you take a, a, a huge uh, glass of milk before bed. Milk is great. I drink milk every single day. But Me you have too. to understand, it's, it's a very nutritious uh, liquid, you know what I mean? It has protein, carbs, and fat in it. So, yeah, like it. But you know, if if you don't know that, you you, you can blame all oh, dairy's making me fat. Dairy's not making you fat. It's it's and so it's it's learning that hey, all this sort of stuff that was it's a lot of noise. You basically come in when you don't know anything about fitness. There's a lot of noise in your head, and you don't know who to believe or what to believe. And once you educate yourself and you really go in. To me, it was, it relieved a lot of stress and was, it, it was like you're free from the shackles of misinformation. You kind of you understand <laughs> how it all works and you're like, oh, and it's not, it becomes way less stressful, at least to me, mm. uh, to approach everything from what I eat to how yeah. I move to my workouts. Um, you yeah, know, well, it's, it's changing the quality of your life, you know, like it's, right. it's, it's, it's just understanding, like, I wish everyone had the same mindset as you, like, eat, like even, you know, like you're one of my clients, but me, like a ton of my clients sign up and I know that they're not watching the educational videos. Like I literally have over five and a half, six hours of education, like me standing in front of this guy, the whiteboard going, you know, this is this, da, 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 da. like, you know, like there's simple videos I have. There's one called training myth busting. There's 10 points. Like there's literally 10 points that I just bust, like myths, bang. If you, if you just watch that, like then, you know, yeah. You know, like you said, you'd be free from the shackles of misinformation. Like, but it's having that mindset, having that open mind to be like, okay, I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. So let's just watch like even a video a day. If like, if you did that over one month, two months, you know, you'd get through, I don't know, maybe a quarter, maybe a half of the videos I have for you to understand. And, you would be free. Like, for example, I thought uh, when I was, you know, reading all the articles while people weren't coming into the retail store, while I was meant to be selling flip flops, um, um, I would be reading about intermittent fasting. And I was like, oh man, like I read this thing called the warrior diet and there was all this stuff on there. And I was like, I'm doing the warrior diet. Four hours eating, 20 hours fasting. So that's literally one meal a day. And I was like going so hard. Like I would literally starve myself all day to, through that job that I didn't like as well. So I was starving, thinking about food all day. And like, I, I didn't enjoy my job. I'd go to training on a black coffee, like no food. And this is about 4 p.m. And I'd get through my workout. I don't know how I did it these days. Like, I really don't know. I think I just had like the, the, the determination of a warrior. And I was just like, and I'll get through the session. I'll get home and I'd literally just gorge. I would just eat everything and anything, right? And like, I didn't know what a calorie was then. I, like I was kind of aware of it, but like I literally thought that this was the thing, you know, and, and, and I would just eat as much as I can until, and then my stomach would literally be so sore. I wouldn't do anything for the rest of the day. And then I'd just go to sleep and wake up and then just do it all over again, starve myself all day, four hours. And I thought this was the thing, like this is the thing that gets you lean. This is what gets you strong. They were talking about growth hormone and all this kind of stuff. Like there's so many things out there to believe like it's hard to understand but once i guess you get a hold of the right information because i thought i was educating myself you know that's the thing there's so many things to educate yourself on you don't know if it's right or wrong like 
how do you determine that? So I was trying it all. And then after two or three months, I would just get discouraged. But at least I was kind of like experimenting. But that's why, yeah, as, as I was saying, right. I, I just put out the education there for people to understand. So they don't have to spend three months starving themselves, getting no results, and then being like, oh, well, that doesn't work. Like if you just right. get the answer straight away, it's, it's, it's so much easier. And I think for me, what really worked out nicely is that, you know, my background is finance, right? And what I thought was the most kind of a welcome surprise to the whole fitness world was how data-driven so much of it is. Mm -hmm. And to me, because data, I can do data. And it turns out that if you, not just tracking food, which is huge, right? And, and it all made, the way mathematically it all worked out and all that, that made total sense to me. I was like, oh yeah, I mean, macros are just, you know, you have these limits and then, you, you know, you have these goals that you have and the value of everything. I mean, all of that, like I was sending you, if you remember, I don't know if you remember when we first started, I was like sending you all these spreadsheets I was working on. I was like, look, Brock, look what I do. You're like, all right, cool, dude. Like just keep, keep at it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like made your own formulas and, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It all. I was like, yeah, I can, I can figure the shit out of this stuff right now. So I was like, I'm going to, it was fun for me, but what made a lot of sense was instead of it being some sort of like secret or some, you know, you have some, you're like a wizard with, it turns out so much of this, if you just have good data, you can build on it and learn what you're doing. So I would not just track my food, my steps, my little Fitbit, I track my weight. You know, there are all these things that once you start tracking and you have the data because what you have to learn uh, that's really important during this whole process is about yourself. Because you, you, when you start fitness, you actually don't know as much about yourself as you think you do. I didn't, like I didn't know how much I was consuming in a day. Oh I yeah. Know, I didn't know how, how much I was, you know, actually walking in a day. Weight is probably the only thing that people do track here and there. The, you know, but yeah, tracking it without context, though, like like without context of knowing what influences your weight. So it's right. so you're weighing different weights, or you're gaining weight, you're losing weight, but you have no idea why. Exactly, exactly. And so it's once you start, all you're doing is documenting your behavior, and you're documenting your habits, mm. and it all ties together. And you're like, oh, now I know why, what's happening, and that that again is, is liberating. But it and and for me coming from like a finance background, it was just a very sort of like natural marriage of like, yeah, we, that's what we do in finance. We, we need to look at what's actually happened, what we think might happen if we do this, you know what I mean? So it all made sense. And my finance professor, my favorite one in college, she always said uh, there were fundamentals that we had to learn in corporate finance, but she said every single thing you always have to use the phrase it depends because she would give us all these scenarios and, and she's like it you know if you want to get to a certain outcome it depends on x y and z right there's all these influence and that also makes sense with respect to like how people what people want to get out of fitness because not everyone wants to look like me like mm. i'm I'm a, I'm a specific goal and like angle that i'm coming from like but not maybe someone doesn't want to be as lean as i do but they just want to grow okay like there's there's a there's a process and a, and a path for you and if you as long as you're you're sharing the same like fundamental knowledge you know how to get there like everything about fitness 
is is influenced by what people's personal goals are. Not it's everyone's goals going to be mine. Yeah, that's yeah, it's contextual. Yeah, and that's what I've learned as well. Like as I've um, so I originally went online as a personal trainer. I was face to face. I went online so I could free myself up to educate myself because I was like, well. I was looking at all the great personal trainers that I was aware of. And I was like, well, they're there because they're super smart. So I was like, if I can somehow build an online following and build an online business, then that I don't have to be face-to-face training, then it'll free up my time. Not so I can just sit around and be like, oh, cool. I'm training people, but I'm sitting on my ass. I was like, I can really educate myself. And that's where, you know, I can help people like you that are like so attached to data and education that it frees you and helps you get great results. So I would, you know, like start learning like that kind of education side of things to really help, I guess, you know, like you and, and, and other people, because once you have that education, it's like, yeah, like you can really start getting results. But the scientists that I was learning from would always come from, it depends. It depends. Like mm-hmm. that's a very scientist answer. And it's, and it kind of pisses you off. Cause you're like, what does it depend on, man? Like, I just want an answer. Like, do I eat an apple for breakfast or, you know, do I eat a protein shake? Oh, it depends. It's like, well, well what does it depend on? You know, like, and it frustrates people because even when I do Q and A's on my Insta stories, people are like, you know, what's better barbell versus dumbbell. And I'm like, it depends. Yeah. Like, you know, like for what? Like, yeah. you know, like if you, you know, if you're trying to get really strong a barbell because it can handle more weight, but if you're trying to work on stabilization of the muscles, then, you know, go for dumbbells. So like, there's so much context, like with everything. And that's why I hate this kind of, you know, like keto versus vegan, what's better? Or, you know, this versus that, what's this, what's that? It's like, it's so, it's so black and white. Like, like the only black and white thing that I'm aware of in fitness is more like calorie deficit for fat loss, calorie surplus for building muscle. Like these are principles that are black and white, but there's so much context. And that's why education helps because it helps give you insight of what to do in that in that context because that whole it depends thing is frustrating like especially when you don't know like when you have no education you want black and whites because that's how you learn like I learned that way too like if someone says to me for my business like do this and you'll get this then I can easily do that but then if I'm like you know what should I do next and they're like well it depends I'm like I've got to think for myself so that's where the education because you because you can only generate ideas that your education provides you you can't think of I think of things that you don't know like you know what I mean so that's where education helps that 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 whole it depends thing like like that's where having a coach helps like you know and now you're getting to a place with the education that you have where you can go oh it depends because of this because of that and so you're starting to generate that but like when you're early on I think having a coach helps because it gives you context of that. It depends answer. Yeah. You, you, you anchor yourself in the knowledge of the coach because you yourself are just kind of like freaking out. You're like, oh, what if I, you know, I'm going to make a mistake and I'm going to screw it all up. And mm. um, what it's interesting though, because you do see like in, in my conversations, just with people that I know, when you give them same, same thing, when you give them an, it depends answer, it's so unsatisfying like to them because they, they're like, uh, I, we, I just want to, do what you did. I'm like, but yeah, but we're coming from like, we're coming from different, you know, you're, you, you're at a different place than I am. And it's just, again, it depends. Like if, if you were in your, my height, you were at my same kind of body composition. If you were moving as much as I was from where we started, then probably you could get the same sort of results if you did sort of exactly what I did. But and again, it's like, I, it's not, you can't just transfer there's not like a just a template 
the, like, this is what Ricardo did. It's going to work for all of you. Like, it's all mm. different. It's all different. I mean, there's principles, of course. I went through a calorie deficit. Same mm. principle that a lot of these movie stars get put through. What they're talking about when they were talking about how miserable their, you know, diet was, they were being put through a calorie deficit and training really hard. I mean, it's not, that, that part is like, yeah, that is black and white. Mm. But if they're looking for specific results, you know, it, 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 there's not a clear, it's like, it, it's, it, it's going to maybe, the path that you take is going to be maybe similar to the one I took, but it's not going to look exactly the same. And you know what, you may look better than I do. You may, may look, I don't know, like it just, it, I can't, there's no guarantee that it's going to be exactly the same outcome because mm. we're all coming from, from, we're different body types too. I don't know. It's just, it's hard to, but that's a lot of like, you know, if this, if this, then that, and that's not a satisfying answer for a lot of people. So. Man, you're so right. Like, like when I answer, it depends and give them this answer of context. They kind of just drop it. Like they're like, okay, cool. Like, you know, like, okay, cool. Because it's annoying. Like it, yeah. You know, like you say, it's not a black and white. Like there's so much context. Like even myself, like, like my training, like people ask, you, you know, like, Oh, can I, you know, like, what's your program? Can I do your program? Or, you know, how do you train? Um, and this isn't really like, it depends, but it's like, this is what works for me and what works for you could be completely different. Like, that's why I enjoy personalized programs, like, um, like one-to-one -one coaching. Cause I make a program exactly for you, like how we first started. But for example, for like, I guess more generic programs like built by Brock or the 16 week mail guide that I offer, like, that's why I provide the education because it's like, well, you know, yes, there's a program to follow, but there's also context in between. Like my body responds really well to heavy weights. Like, like, like I respond really well to like anywhere between two to eight reps. Like, and I really thrive there. And I feel like I, you know, I get great results there. And when I do higher reps, I still enjoy it. Well, not as much as doing less reps because then I get to rest more, but, <laughs> but like, right. like, it, it, like that doesn't work as well for me, but I have a friend, for example, who doesn't like lifting heavy. His structure is a lot he, like, like if you look at him, he looks more lean, like a football player, um, um, soccer. And he has like a, like, like his bones just look smaller. Like we're the same height, but his frame is smaller. So you can right. kind of tell that his build is probably potentially built less for dealing with heavier weights. And so he pushes up volume. So he uses mm -hmm. volume as a driver for hypertrophy and that works for him. But for me, if you look at me and especially if you see my genetics, like I'm Maori, like I'm indigenous to New Zealand, like they're quite thick boned people. Like my bone density is really heavy. Like, and, and, and I respond really well to heavy weights and my frame kind of looks like it can handle it as well. So like, it depends. Like, you know, if you follow my program, are you going to get the same results? Maybe, maybe not. But like, I really thrive on that. I have a lot of type two muscle fibers I'm quite explosive where my friend, he's more of a type one muscle fiber, which is like more strength, endurance, longer reps, kind of like working with more oxygen where mine's more ATP energy system, which is, I guess, more explosive to make it simple. Like there's so much context, um, but what you've been able to generate with this education is like your own context. And as you continue to grow in education, it'll only get more and more accurate. And that's the beauty of, you know, focusing on education, but also you're putting in the hard work, you're applying it to, and that's the only way to get the feedback. Cause there's also the other side where people are just like scientists, oh, this is the perfect rep range. This is the optimal thing you should do. You should do this exercise, but only three reps and you should rest, you know, like, and they get too analytical, but they're not 
applying everything like you are like you're putting in the effort which is very clear to see in your in like in your results um one thing that i want to ask you is like and you may have touched on it but like what did you find the hardest about achieving your transformation like overall i know this is quite hard but like what was your biggest obstacle that when you finally overcame it it was like ah or like that led to the most results like it might be a few things but if you can like kind of whittle it down to you know to a smaller number like what was like a big struggle because a lot of people find struggles when they're say going for fat loss um mm -hmm. it's sugar it's tracking calories it's oh i could never eat like that i live with my mom so she cooks and it's like impossible like what did you find really hard yeah i i would say i mean other than kind of connecting the dots right the big picture all, all the, the different aspects of understanding the workouts the, the nutrition all of it um that was its own huge challenge because it's kind of like a a crash course you know uh and you have to the thing is we started personal training and it's like it, you know day one's already and you have all this stuff to catch you already feel like i felt like i was behind when i started you know uh on our first day i was i already felt like man i'm super behind because i there's like a million things to keep track of and i don't i don't know how it all fits so i mean that in and of itself was a big challenge but i think with the nutrition you don't realize um, how, I guess, how loaded different foods are with certain things that you were used to just eating all the time. And when you have to, when you're on a, on a, on a calorie deficit, I mean, the hardest I think was fat because, you know, protein is high. And so everyone, you know, I think with the exception of some people maybe they don't eat meat, it's not that hard to hit your protein, even if it's really high. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm half Mexican, half North American, but Mexicans especially eat a lot of protein. I mean, they use a lot of meat in, in Mexico. Uh, so protein didn't worry me. I was like, oh yeah, I can hit protein. Uh, carbs were, were a little bit limited, not too bad. And you know, everyone loves carbs. So that's, that's not an issue. Fat though was, pretty low relatively you know what I mean and I didn't know how high fat content a lot of foods have and that's what you know bummed me out initially because I'm like man I only got I think I had like what 58 grams of fat I think was in my in my or even less than that now I, I can't remember I don't remember block. it's somewhere there I'm not I'm sure I have it but it was it was you know pretty tight it was pretty tight and there's so many things that you're used to using oil in that I was like, man, I can't do that now. It's <laughs> like dressing. It's like people, when they tell me like, oh, I'm keeping it light, I'm eating a salad. And then like they drown it in dressing. I'm like, eh, <laughs> got bad news for you. Yeah, man. Um, this this salad's healthy, right? Yeah, mm. it's like that vinaigrette's going to kill you, man, because it's, or at least the plant that you have, because uh, it's such an 800 calorie salad. It's all because that dressing is mostly oil and it has a little, only a little bit of vinegar. But so, yeah, I did struggle initially and I was kind of annoyed at, as like, man, I, I did, you know, everything that I was used to eating, even the stuff that I thought was healthy, like I had the full fat yogurt, the full fat milk, but, you know, so I had to learn how to kind of keep things tight. Uh, to get through the deficit, but I mean, within weeks, I got so good at it that mm. I had fat left over at the end of the night. I had yeah. I had to hit my fat, 
Um, so it wasn't like I struggled with it for weeks and weeks. It was like the first two weeks that, you know, like, man, I can't, like, come on. Because the tahini <laughs> in it and the olive oil. That yeah. Like, everyone's like, hummus is great. And it is. It's not the, like, again, there's no stigma on any one food, but you no. don't know the value. You don't, you don't know the value of food in terms of like macro values of it. And you learn, that's what you have to learn. And then you, that's, you have to make adjustments only because I was in a calorie deficit. So certain, certain macros were, you know, lowered to get mm. through it. But uh, once we got through it, you know, it's, it's not an issue anymore, obviously. But there was a point, like I think three or four weeks into uh, our cut, like I said, I got really good at, at always, I'd always reserve fat basically. So I, I switched like, you know, zero fat yogurt and, and low fat milk because I wanted to save some fat for like some fun stuff, a, yeah. a tiny bit of fun stuff, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's how I like to, yeah, that's how I like to, to approach it too. I would rather have leftover because I feel like dinner is such a rewarding meal. Like you finish work, you know, you often eat dinner with people like, you know, whether you're rooming or whether you're with family or whatever environment you're in, like often, you know, like I find, well, just in my life, breakfast and lunch is usually on my own. Um, mm -hmm. But like, you know, I don't live in a, I mean, I don't work in a public workspace. I work for myself. Um, mm -hmm. But like, I find dinner is a great time to enjoy those foods because it's with people and it's enjoyable. And often, you know, they'll have, you know, like not everyone's on a fitness journey, so they'll often have higher calorie foods and, and then you don't have to feel bummed that you can't have any. I'd rather, you know, like load early in the day, like, you know, protein rich and, and, and maybe kind of carb or even low carb, like just like I like to jack up protein breakfast and lunch so that in dinner, like fats and carbs are like almost endless. So you're like, yep, I'll have sour cream. Yep, I'll have a couple of wraps, you know, like it's more enjoyable. I definitely like structuring that way. Um, but yeah, to to come to your point, calorie tracking is like a big awareness thing. Like I said earlier in the podcast, that people just did it for a month, they would understand, man, my fat's through the roof. Like I used to eat granola every morning with milk and like, man, granola, like, and you know, this isn't demonizing granola or saying it's a bad food, but like, it's full of fat, man. Like there's seeds in it. They put like, yeah, like nuts in it. So you have like almonds, cashews, there's pumpkin seeds in it, there's sesame seeds, and then you know, they put honey all through it too. And there's a lot of mm -hmm. oats in there and even dried fruit and stuff. So the carbs are quite high too. So you just have to be aware of it. Cause I thought, oh man, it's healthy. I'm, I'm, I'm having granola for breakfast. Of course that's going to be good. And yes, it may work in a diet now, but like people think that that's going to be a low calorie meal when it's actually pretty jacked up with calories, man. Like you have a bowl of granola, like especially me, I like a decent size one. That's like a thousand calories gone, man. I'll put in some full fat milk, a big bowl of granola. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. Damn. I used to, I, the Trader Joe's has this, uh, I forget what, what the name of it, but it's like a coconut uh, granola thing that they have. And Trader Joe's has a lot of like their own like specialty products that they sell. And that was uh, my like healthy uh, snack. My, the, and when I started tracking, because I, I always, my, at the office, when I would go into the office, I always had like snacks, you know, readily available. And so I'm tracking, this is like during our cut and I had to go into the office and I was like, oh man, I'm hungry and whatever. And let me pull out that granola and I turned around like, holy, I was like, it was like 335 calories for a serving. And the serving was <laughs> like 20 long. grams. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it is. A lot of it was just fat. It was the mm. coconut oil that they used in it and then all the seeds and everything else that was going in. So 
Yeah, and it, it just at the time it didn't work well for me in the in in the cut phase, but now you know I still eat it. I just watch portions, you know. And yeah. even during the cut, um, one of the days I purposely kept it super super tight and clean. And at the end of the of of the night, it was like you know, during the week, I ran over to McDonald's and I got a Big Mac. And it totally worked in the plan. Like it, it there was no like Amazing. issue with it at all because I, I learned. I was like, you know what? I, this is, I'm going to engineer it in a way that I want to at least have stuff that you know is normal, quote unquote, normal during my cut to kind of remember. Hey, you'll get there. You'll get out of this thing. And look, you're still even able to do it within a, a more restricted, like you know, yeah. nutritional plan that's short term. So, yeah, and I wish people that haven't really maybe are still learning about this could see uh how much and the sort of stuff that i eat now and i don't eat it every day like obviously i'm not like just going out and, and having like these huge feasts every day i mean who has that the budget and time for that anyway but <laughs> i promise y'all like you know i i'm, I'm keeping lean I'm, i i've only gained um that was part of the plan right a couple only a couple pounds uh since the beginning of the year it's been a slow build Mm. Um, but I maintain my, my body like composition, the, the leanness that I want to maintain. And I've been doing that through like the workouts, the movement, but I'm eating, I'm eating and I'm eating good food. Like I've, I've been traveling too. I went to Mexico city. You saw that, like I was going to town on, a, but I was also keeping really active. And so it's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I think a lot of the times the focus is on the deficit part and how, you know, hard it is and it every, I think a, a lot of people that haven't been through it they think we spend our entire lives in a deficit and and just being miserable and it's like no 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 like I promise you it's not it's it, it gets a lot better it's just a short term and that's that's even again it depends that's even if that's your goal if your goal is to be leaner yeah. then yeah you're gonna have to go through a deficit but maybe you're already leaning you're trying to build you're a hard gainer and like, so you wouldn't even have to go through that. Like, it's a different, it yeah. all depends. But it's so, yeah, yeah, once again, it depends. But it's so hard as well, like, especially, like, as you're talking about, you know, like, you know, you think these fitness people are always in a calorie deficit. Like, people would would lose their shit if they saw what I was eating on a daily basis. Like, man, like, I just eat so much. Like, I just had a thousand calorie smoothie for breakfast and I'm hungry. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, but it's, it's, it's hard and I don't blame people because also on social media, you have these, you know, fitness influencers posting, you know, like what I eat in a day and it's like 1200 calories this. I had a kale smoothie for breakfast. You know, I had a teaspoon of oats for lunch. And it's like, man, like no wonder they think that you have to eat like this because every, like, especially like, well, I don't follow many fitness influencers because I like kind of roll my eyes a bit. Um, and I'm like, man, this is like, and, and, and then I look at it, I'm like, you don't eat that. Come on. Like, you don't eat that. You filmed today, so you've eaten all that stuff, but you cannot eat like that. Like, that is disgusting. Like, the stuff right. that they eat. Anyway, that's a different topic. But I'm like, man, like, let's kind of like normalize normal eating. Like, not everyone, you know, first of all, right. has, the, has the budget to have kale chips as a snack. Like, you know what I mean? All these broccoli chips or whatever. Um, and that's where I guess I come across a bit more realistic and like achievable because I'm like, I'm not eating this sort of stuff, you know, like I had a couple of nights ago, I had bread and I melted cheese on it and then I just put steak on it and put tomato sauce on top of it. And that was my dinner. Like I'm very simple, like it, it works. I enjoy it. And I think that's achievable for people. But you know, once again, I don't blame people for thinking that they have to eat like that because there's 
people that they follow for inspiration or meal ideas or workout ideas. And, you know, I, I, I totally get it, but they're posting all this stuff. That's like, you have to jump through all these hoops to eat healthy. Like, you know, you have to have, you know, all these expensive organic ingredients. And if it's not organic, you're wasting your time. Or, you know, if you're not eating five meals, then you're wasting your time. If you're eating carbs after dark, you're wasting your time. And there's all these things that people are putting out there. So, you, you know, like once again, I don't blame people that it's such a difficult thing to overcome, but like, right. yeah. Cause the like, food looks gross. Like it's, I, I follow some of these fitness guys and they'll show their meals like you're talking about and it, they line it up. And the chicken just looks like it's either boiled or, or whatever. It, it, it looks like it's not even spiced, like it's not even seasoned. And it's just like a, a big, like, steamed vegetables and like maybe a, a half an avocado. It's like, this is my, my, my dinner. And like, that doesn't look appetizing to anyone, especially like people. I was raised, my mom is an excellent cook, like, and, and she's always been really passionate about food. And so, if, and I love food. Uh, all, all kinds of cuisines. I like to explore restaurants. It's like a hobby of mine. I think it's super fun to go out there and see what people are offering and their twist on things. And so for me to look at what they're eating, it, it's so such a turnoff. And what I've tried to tell my friends, and I posted about it, I, you know, I was doing more of it. I haven't been able to cook as often because I've been traveling a little bit into the whole new job thing. But yeah, I, I, do, I do meal prep uh, a fair amount. And I Mexican meal prep. And where do I get my recipe from? Like my recipes from? Not any like fitness influencer fitness or anything. Cookbooks. No, I get it from uh, these Mexican grandmas that upload their YouTube <laughs> on YouTube. And it because it turns <laughs> out if you understand nutrition and how all of this works, the stuff that they're cooking is really good for you, mm. and it also happens to be delicious. Like, yeah. and they're not, they're obviously this Mexican grandma that's in a ranch out, you know, in, in like interior Mexico, she's not giving you the macro. She doesn't know. <laughs> she's just making food that she grew Tastes up good. with, but it's, it's, you know, a lot of vegetables sort of based sauces. It's good proteins. You know what I mean? It's just really good nutritious food and it's really well seasoned and it's delicious. And I'm like, look, y'all, I promise you don't have to eat. The, the, you know, the mound of white rice and the boiled chicken and the steamed broccoli, that doesn't have to be what you eat. Like, I, there's all kind of, like, if you look at every cuisine, Asian cuisines, like, they have all this really healthy, delicious food, and they just know how to season it. They know, they know what kind of, you know, spices to put in there, and it makes all the world difference. You don't have to have, obviously, some foods are a little bit heavy. Yeah, sure. You, you can have those on occasion. You can't have like, you know, samosas every night. Or you can't, <laughs> you just have to adjust accordingly. But you know what I mean? You get what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. there's, there's so much variety out there. There's so many options for you. And it's not the boiled chicken and the steamed broccoli is what I'm saying. Like there's, yeah. uh, there's so many things that are better than that. And it's good for you. Yeah, man. That's why I like flexible dieting. Like you can, you know, that's why, you know, I still clash with people that like, Hey, Brock, are you going to create me a meal plan if I sign up? And I'm like, nope. nope. <laughs> so they're like, thanks. And then they go somewhere else. But, you know, that's better that they go somewhere else because or else we're just going to continue to butt heads. So, like, you know, I say openly, hey, man, like, if you sign up, I'm not going to give you a meal plan. You can create one if you want, mm -hmm. if it helps you. You know, like, I have a meal plan template if you want to create your own. I have a grocery guide if you want to use that to go shopping and, you know, buy the foods that you want. I have a recipe book that you can use. Like, I give people tools. But I'm like, I don't want to give you a meal plan that you feel locked into so that you have to eat 
like a fitness influencer if you think that that's going to get your body because you don't like if you enjoy having a big mac on a sunday you can have a big mac on a sunday you just need to you know uh, make it work you know within the context of your diet throughout the week um like meal plans are just you know boxes and i know because i you know when i was on simplyshredder.com they were just following meal plans so i would you know eat like they were and it's it's depressing you can't go out on social occasions you have mm-hmm. to cook all the time and you know i'm not a you know i had the time to cook i'm not saying i was too busy but like you know you're putting in so much effort for something that doesn't need all that effort you know you can have things that are readily available um like and 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 i still do meal prep to this day like not as focused as other fitness dudes would and i don't even post about it because i don't like to glorify meal prep like it's something that you have to do because a lot of fitness guys are like hashtag sunday meal prep you know and that is you know, a, a good day to do it. I get it. But like, it doesn't have to be that you don't have to do it. Like I literally just put a slow cooker on. Um, and actually I'm not going to take credit. My wife does it. Um, she'll like put like, <laughs> she'll like put like a big um, pork shoulder in or like a big cut of beef. And then I'll just like put the rice cooker on as well. And then in the microwave, I have like, you know, those heatable veggie packs. Yeah. And, and man, that's my lunch. Like every day I have a smoothie for breakfast, which is really easy to prepare. I have lunch, which is just like, I reheat rice. I reheat the meat. I heat the bag of veggies up, bang, it's done. I might sprinkle some cheese on it. And then I'm like, let's go, you know, let's put some sauce on it and whatever. And we're good to go. But like, you know, I'm not restricted at all. But if I had a meal, a meal plan that says I had to eat that every day, if I didn't want to eat that one day, I would just kind of go bonkers. Cause I'd be like, well, now I have to eat outside of this thing. And then when you're stuck to a meal plan, it's that whole thing again. There's unknown because you're stepping outside of it. So then there's unknown. So then there's fear and then there's anxiety. Then you don't know what to do. So you give up and you go, you know, I'm having a pizza tonight. Stuff fitness. I'm just going to be a fitness isn't for me, you know? So that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to stop. Just to, to kind of wrap up. I know we've gone for a while and I, I, I appreciate your time, man. It's been awesome. Uh, I feel like we could talk for three hours, man, especially when we get into cooking. I, I know that you could take the conversation. You could probably have your own podcast on, uh, <laughs> on cooking and and because i know you're passionate about it man like on instagram you know you're very screenshotting recipes and what you're cooking it's 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 really cool but i wanted to finish with one question you know that i guess ties into the better with Brock podcast that i want to get into asking everyone who comes on and it's just about being better right that you know um this is what the podcast is about it's not necessarily about being shredded or being buff it's just about being better in general because as much as i'm into fitness i'm also super into self-development um, I'm into, you know, getting the best quality of life. I'm into just kind of bettering yourself in a way. Cause that's my journey. I'm always thinking, how can I get better today? That doesn't mean, you know, in one way it's like, okay, get better with this, with work, with training, with clients, you know, with this and that. Um, but the question is what's one thing you do every day to be better? I would say more than anything, I, I'm now, uh, because especially, you know, uh, what happened, uh, my mom got sick and, you know, we had to go through that and she's doing a lot better, but that's great. It's, man. Really, it's good to yeah, hear that she's it, doing better. She's doing much, much better, but it really is important to kind of, uh, give yourself credit and reflect on the things that you've done, done right and actually accomplished. And it was often that, uh, especially before I kind of started my, my own like self-improvement you know, a journey, um, it's really easy to be hard on yourself and to kind of feel like shit about things you haven't gotten yet or things you haven't accomplished. 
you know, I'm I'm in a rut with with my job, and you know, I I don't look the way I want to look, whatever it is. But honestly, like every single day, I I'm now appreciative and surprised by what I was able to accomplish. And you have to let yourself kind of you know give yourself some props for being able to get to that point, and understand that if you were able to do that, you know, you're able to to for me, what started my whole like journey was was here at home with a yoga mat and with you know a kettlebell it helped me honestly get this new gig right um that i'm, I'm going to start in june because what what the whole transformation did is show like i'm not a spring chicken either i'm 38 you know i'm going to be 40 next year i'll be 39 in a couple months and then i'll be 40 next year and so like your cake isn't baked. Doesn't matter if you're 22, if you're 38, like I am, or if you're you know older than I am. Like you always have an opportunity to be better. And I didn't think that was still available to me until I did it. And now, like every day, I'm like, man, like at least for a little bit of appreciation for yourself and what you're able to accomplish, and see that like all the goals that you have, and I still have goals that I, I haven't achieved yet. You know, I, I don't own a home, for example. Um, at some point I would like to have like a, a nice place that's mine. There, there's certain things that I'm still shooting for, but yeah. the fact that I was able to get this far in, in a relative short amount of time has motivated me and reminded me that things are still possible that I thought were out of reach. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know, I, th I think every day uh, just being able to kind of give yourself credit and not be so hard on yourself. If you haven't accomplished this one thing, like it's not the end of the world, you have time. Like you just have to work at it though. That's the one thing is that yeah. you, you have to, you know, make a plan or at least have a vision of where you want to be or how you can get there. But it is possible because trust me, I've, I, 2020 things weren't looking so great for me. I thought I was like, my cake was baked and turns out it wasn't, you know what I mean? And mm. like, look at me now, like I, I made the change for myself personally, but also I'm starting a new gig in, in June, super excited about. I finally got, and we had talked about it last year. I was like, man, I really want to get a work from home gig. I really want, you know, I want to change, but did I get it overnight? No, it, and it took me many, many months. It took over a year, honestly, and a lot mm. of rejections, you know, and I shared that. I shared all the rejections that I got from all these different jobs that I have been applying for. I ended up getting the the job that not only gives me you know the work from home which I was looking for, but pays me more than all the other jobs I got rejected from would have paid me. You know what I mean? And so it's yeah. like you end up still like you in a way you I won in that way, uh, but I had to go through you know all these rejections and and some disappointments and that's and like that's just part of it. But yeah, I, I I'm just I'm really surprised sometimes by what I was able to accomplish. And it all started with just a decision that I made for myself, you know, during the pandemic, sitting here in my apartment. So, yeah. Yeah. Man, congratulations, bro. That's awesome. I can't Thanks. wait for you to start that new gig. Um, I think that, you, you, you know, obviously giving yourself credit is important. Um, and that's one thing I struggle with for sure. Um, like I, it helps to have my fiance, um, fiance, my wife around that because she often reminds me because I'm such a future thinker and, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going for this. And as soon as I get it, I almost don't like throwing a party or, 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 or celebrating myself, even if it's just in my mind. I'm like, okay, done that. Let's go here. What's next? I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. Um, but, you know, don't 
discredit the amount of you know work that you did like you said you were rejected you put in the work you started with a uh, with a yoga mat and a kettlebell and you know and that's the sign of eagerness that's a sign of you know diligence of doing what you need to to get the job done you know so and that's what a lot of people are afraid of doing and i think about this often and i talk about it a lot more so with my close circle like there's so much entitlement out there um, that I've realized that people think that they're owed things, you know, or they think that they should get this job. But, you know, like, for example, you, you um, auditioned or went for other jobs that you failed mm. and you got this one. But some people will just go for one job because they think, oh, you know, I'll get it. Or they have this entitlement of like, you know, I'll get the best because I deserve the best. And I believe that too. But you have to match that with work. And that's one thing that you have done. You know, and, and that's one thing that I saw from my dad. He'd wake up at 4 a.m., go to work, 6 a.m. till 6 p.m., come back. You know, he's driving trucks all day, working hard, and he would just wake up and do it. So I thought the same. Oh, that's what you do. You just, if, if you want to see a result, you just wake up and do it. So, like, for mm -hmm. example, uh, when I first came to, to Sydney, I tried to pursue music for a bit, and then I just realized, okay, it's not me. I'm going to go for fitness. In that one week, I applied to 10 gyms, right? And I went to see them, bang, 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 bang. And then I started a job next week. And then people are like, well, like, how did you get your job so fast? I was like, well, I went in and met them. I sent my CV, but I also said, I'm coming in on this day. Will you be there? And then they'll be like, oh, no, but we'll be here, here. Because I know that, like, for a CV or for a job, people would prefer to see your face. You know, obviously, this is before the pandemic and stuff. But, like, right. I'm all about application, and I think that's where you start to get momentum and that's where things start to happen. Um, and I have no sense of entitlement. Like, you know, I was like down to, I remember when I came to, to Sydney first, I had some money. I pretty much used it all. I had $2,000 left and that's like a month in rent in Sydney. So I was like, I need a, you know, I've got four weeks, man. I need to get a job. So I had this yeah. kind of urgency, you know, obviously that helps as well. Having that pressure of like, or else you're, you know, you're back to New Zealand, you're living with your dad, man. Um, right that drive helped but you know like there's that like you have to apply you have to try things and like even this ties in I'm, I'm going a bit off track now but it ties in with people not knowing their purpose or what jobs they want to do in life or you know what their real calling is um i think you get that through trialing like you have to try things like yeah. you know i love personal training and people are like, man, you found that so early. Like, how did you get into that? Like, you know, you're, you know, I started when I was about 23 or 21 personal training, you know, like it's quite young to find the job that you love early on. It may change later on, but at the moment, this is my gig. You know, I love this stuff. I wake up and I, and I couldn't think of doing anything else, but like I started working when I was really young. I started, you know, I did like a catering job where I was a waiter. I washed dishes for my brother who was head chef. I tried being a glassy, like getting the glasses off at the bar. You know, I, uh, when I used to go to church, I used to clean, clean the church. So when I was singing, which looks, you know, glamorous, I was signed to Sony in New Zealand doing gigs, you know, for Vodafone and, you know, on, on big stages. We, I remember we opened up for Jay Sean, which is probably our biggest gig, uh, when his song Down came out with Lil Wayne and he was like a big deal. He came to New Zealand. We did this big gig. It was like tens of thousands of people. That weekend, I mean that week, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm vacuuming the church, I'm scrolling <laughs> shit, shit out of the toilets. I'm like, man, if only people knew. Like, you, you know, like you have to, like I did that and then I tried teaching singing, I tried teaching guitar. I tried all these things and, I, and, and 
you know, I'm not doing it now, but it, it helped me eliminate what I didn't like. Right. So then I was like, you know, I, I did a lot of thinking one day and I did all the personality tests that you could do in the world and thought of my strengths, thought of what I liked. And I was like, I've always been good at sport. I love training. I've trained ever since, you know, I was little sport weights room. I fell in love since I was 14. That's all I do. I was like, well, now I'll try personal training. And then, you know, but I tried all this other stuff to see if I liked it. And, you know, I guess that backs up what you're saying. Like you just did things, you know, like you, you're like, Oh, I want to make a change. I've got a kettlebell. I've got a yoga mat. You know, it's not really what you do. It's the effort behind it. It's the intent, um, which right. I'm a big, 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 big believer. in. it's like, you know, if you want to lose fat bad enough, you'll run or you'll do workouts with whatever you have. You'll stream yoga workouts on YouTube and just do it. You know, you'll try to yeah. start eating a little bit healthier. It's, it's, it's that intent. So man, um, like what a great note to end on. It's, it's, it's been an honor to have you on, man. Like we, we've talked about a lot of things. Uh, I think a lot of people can learn from, you know, not only your journey and what you've achieved, but also the way you think, man. I think that's how you got to, you know, your successful transformation, but also the big gig that you wanted. And, you know, I'm sure this isn't, you know, you know, like you said, you haven't baked your cake yet. You know, you still got shit to achieve. Um, right. And that's what I love about, you know, like um, Gary Vee. I don't know if you follow him, but he talks about like people that are in their like, you know, 40s, 50s, 30s, whatever, feeling like they're doomed. Like, oh man, I'm 30. You know, I should have, you know, I thought when I was like 25, I'd have my own house. I'd have a family. I'd have a white picket fence and all that kind of stuff, you know, right. like, but we still it's okay that it doesn't happen. And that, that's, yeah. I mean, I think, um, especially when you see people around you, if they're, you know, especially if they're young and they're already like, Oh, I already have a home and I have like, you have to keep up with it. And it turns out everyone's path is different and that's okay. And, mm -hmm. and, and if you focus, like, like I said, for myself, like the fact to me that I, I had a plan in my head, we were, we were going through our fitness thing and, and I was thinking, okay, like the next, the next phase is I'm going to switch jobs. I'm going to find a new career. You know, mom gets sick. She, it, things just totally had to be put on hold. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember I, I messaged, you know, I was like, Hey dude, like, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to have to just kind of pause everything and, and go and take care of that. Um, coming out of that, like, I just, I, to me, it's a lot easier to focus on the things that actually matter, right? Because when you get to that point where you don't know if things are going to work out okay, mm. it's really important to remember that, like, the small shit that happens really isn't worth, you know, you being that stressed out about. Like, there's when, when it shit hits the fan um, and, and you're scared, it's a lot easier to focus on things that matter, right? And so when I when once she we got that all situated and she was doing way better, came back home, because uh, I had to move down, uh, take care of my mom for a while, you know, I'm back home. I I had more motivation than I think I've ever had before because I'm like, hey, I went through the real hard stuff. The stuff like, you know, that you yeah. have no way of controlling the outcome. And we were fortunate enough to get through it and, and we're all like, okay. Like, so now I can actually, you know, focus on the stuff that is going to, you know, improve my life, but I'm not, I don't have the sort of stress that I had as like, is my mom going to, you know, be all right. You know what I mean? And so it just yeah. makes it easier to not sweat the small stuff mm. and 
you can focus on the big things that you want to, the big changes you want to make, but it's exciting. It's not scary in the, like me changing careers. It's I'm super excited. People are like, are you nervous to start a new job? I'm like, and no, like mm. I've, I've been wanting this for a while. And now I finally got the opportunities. Like I'm excited. I mean, you know, what, what we want to achieve uh, on the fitness side is exciting to me. Like, it's not, uh, I'm not scared or all oh, I'm going to have to go through. No, I mean, it's, positive change and it's a challenge at the same time but that's kind of the fun part right so yeah man i think that's the beauty of of um of 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 adversity and obviously that it's not the goal to go through adversity because these times that you know that or the times that you went through you know i've been through a lot of tough stuff as well with my family um like it's not easy but it also gives you perspective of of like you said what's important and what matters and things just kind of fall by the wayside that maybe used to take up a lot of energy, but like, like I like to see it as like, you know, let's say normal problems look like this. When -hmm. you go through adversity and the problems like this, Mm -hmm. like that's like your new, this, like it's your new size of problem. Like, you know, like, and that's why, man, there's so many success stories of people coming out of hard times, being homeless, losing parents being an orphan like all these kind of hard times because i think your problems just become so much smaller because the things that matter actually really reveal themselves like you know like it's it's just perspective like how you see life is such a like if people like that's why i kind of like encourage people to do things because you Mm -hmm. you know like like what i was ranting on before washing dishes cleaning toilets and you know doing shitty jobs like that it gives you perspective of like what hard work is and like what real things are or like 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 for me i've been close to broke many times and now i'm like you know it gives me perspective of what matters and it also right. helps build confidence in yourself that you can back it up i think too you 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 i think appreciate things more the fact mm. that you know like you knew how it was to be broke as shit and now <laughs> yeah. you're on the other side of that like you know Hey, I wasn't, I, it wasn't that long ago that I, I probably could, I couldn't afford like a combo meal at McDonald's because I was that broke. But now mm. like you're able to like go out and have a really nice meal. Like you, you appreciate that meal so much more because you know how it is to not be able to even like, I remember going to restaurants and not being able to order appetizers. Like you got the one entree and a glass of water and that's, cause it. that's what you could afford. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and now like I can go to restaurants and like it's like yeah, give me that app, and you're not even looking at prices. You're getting what you want. I'm like, you know what? Mm. That this is. I'm in a much better place than I was ten years ago when I yeah I can do this. You know what I mean? So you really appreciate where you're at, and so I think being appreciative of of what I've been able to to accomplish and where I'm at now, it's helped. It's helped a lot, especially like like I said, you know what we went through with mom. Like, it, I'm just like, why, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stress that out about like, if someone, I don't know, if I made a joke and someone didn't like it and they were mad at me, he's like, I'll, I'll apologize if it was, but you know, I'm not gonna, it's not gonna ruin my entire day. I'm like, look y'all, or there, there are bigger things to worry about. There's bigger 100%. things to focus on and, and let's, let's just kind of move on. So I'm like, I'm not gonna stress the small stuff. I'm yeah. Yeah, man. I remember when I used to, um, and I'll make this the last story or else we'll be here for forever. But um, yeah, like going back to the whole money thing, like I remember this was before I moved to Sydney and had 2000 left for the, for the rent. I remember I lived in Auckland and I moved up and like, my, like I didn't have much money. I was about 18 and like my dad gave me $800. 
And I went to, I drove up to Auckland, which was like, I had to drive to the top of the South Island, catch a ferry. And then I caught a ferry. Then I drove another 10 hours. So it was like a, a couple of nights. Like it was a lot of travel in a shitty Honda Civic that was unregistered, unwarranted and had an oil leak. It was like a nightmare, man. It was so bad. <laughs> it, was, it was like, I was just in there by myself. I was like, this is the worst drive I've ever done. Um, and the longest drive I've ever done too. And it was to move to Auckland for supposedly better opportunity, right? And I got there, had to pay $800 because my car was like almost broken. It was like, just got there. So I lost that money that I had there and, and, I, and I didn't have much money. And that's why I started selling flip-flops just to get by while I was trying to do music and, and, and all these other things. So I was young, I was 18. And I would like go to these like Chinese food markets and look for everything that was like on sale. You know, like I would only buy things that were like reduced to clear, like gonna go off in one or two days, you know? And I was eating like cheap things. Like I, like I wouldn't really, I'd buy chicken breast or like, like the fattiest cuts of beef mince cause it was the cheapest. And then I'd buy like all these organs cause they were cheap. You know, like I was literally like, you know, like really conscious of it. I was like being real gangster about it. Eh? Like I was really battling, but like, you know, once again, that gave me confidence. Like if things go to shit, I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to survive, yeah. you know, and you know, whether I'm eating organs every, you know, every breakfast, lunch and dinner, then I'll do it. But it's like, that's why I'm such a fan of adversity because it's like, man, you know, like, and whatever adversity you face, it's different. But you know, like, like this is an example of what I went through where I was getting reduced to clear vegetables, fruit, organs, and meat, things were only on sale just so I could survive. Like, you know, going through that stuff really does give you appreciation for like, you know, now I'm grateful that I can just, you know, I don't have to buy things that are on sale. Like just a small yeah. thing like that, that you would only experience if you went through that, you know, right. like that's why I'm like, go through things, do things, apply for things. And that's how, you know, you got your job and that's how you got your transformation. Uh, it's awesome, man. So Man, uh, let's wrap it up there. I appreciate your time, brother. Um, you know, like I would usually throw to, you know, if you want to promote anything or if you want to like get people to follow you or something. Um, but I'll like, I'll like, I'll tag you when I post this or, 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 or but is there anything just in case I don't miss you? I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I mean, if y'all follow me on Instagram, you can see me eat and you can see my dog. So if that interests y'all, <laughs> occasional like, you know, this uh, post, so you're welcome to follow me. I mean, but you know, I'm I'm a, a pretty pretty. I don't. I wouldn't say boring. I just, you know, it's just me, me and my dog and eating. But I really appreciate the opportunity, man, for having me on here. And, and uh, I'm I'm really glad that we're gonna hit that one year mark uh, in me too. July or June, yeah. And it's gonna be exciting because we have uh, we have a new um, was it. Doing, I think, personal training starting probably in was it July? I forget what we said we were gonna do, and I'm excited. I'm excited because I want to see. I think I'm gonna do a comparison like I always do, but uh, two year one in July, and that's gonna be a that one's gonna like shock people. I think more than anything, even though you know they've seen me throughout the entire transformation process, but it's gonna be cool to see what I look like at the end of this year versus mm. how I started. Right? Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I really appreciate everything, your hard work. I've always told you that. Like I, it, it, I always tell people that want to start learning, just just follow you. That's what I did. I, fo I followed you for at least almost two years, I think, before I actually signed up. I was like, just start with that, learn, and then, you know, if I can help, send me a message. Like I tell my friends, I'll, I'll try to help the best I can. But you know, it, it's a day-to-day -day thing. You're not going to learn everything overnight. And mm. don't be too hard on yourself. Like, give yourself a shot. 
you can do it. Like it may not look the same as it was for me, you know, everyone has their own path that they're gonna make, but just give yourself a shot and don't be too hard on yourself and, and take it day by day. Like take it easy on yourself. It's, it's a big, like long sort of road. It's not something that's gonna be accomplished overnight, so. Yeah, and that's one thing I'll always say too. It's like always bigger picture. And that's like when I like, you know, like when people do the Build by Brock eight week challenge, I'm like, you know, this is an eight week challenge, but this is just the beginning. Like, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that to try and con people to working with me forever. I'm just trying to say like, you know, like, yeah, you might lose five kilos, but that doesn't mean you're done. You know, it's like, we got to keep that weight off or we have to, you know, build some muscle on top of that, you know, like, like fitness isn't it for everything. Like I've been doing it for 14 years. I'm still learning, you know, like I'm still figuring things out. I'm still incorporating new exercises or trying new, you know, new ways of, you know, of, of improving my approach. So yeah, man, that's great advice. Um, but yeah, let's end this before we uh, continue talking. Uh, yeah, man, I appreciate everything. Uh, I'm excited for your success and, um, you know, continuing, you know, you know, your body transformation as your coach, but then also just seeing where you end up in life with, you know, with this new mindset, this new attitude you've had, you know, from 2020 when you decided to kind of, I guess, really start, you know, locking down and like, and developing yourself. So yeah, man, I'm excited. And yeah, I'll see you on the, on the next Built by Brock live coaching call or, or in the Facebook group yeah. somewhere. Uh, I'll see you around. But I right, appreciate man. your time, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too. Talk All soon, right, man. man. Talk soon. See you, man. Bye. Bye.